he was my safe space. He was where I felt most comfortable and I latched on hard. So now I'm in this relationship with trust wounds and a lot of baggage, (laughs) even from just those small experiences, that baggage can still affect us. And this is why so many of us in our teenage years find ourselves in really toxic relationships because we haven't even healed. Hello, you beautiful soul, and welcome to the Evolve with Evelyn podcast, where we break through all the fears, obstacles, and limiting beliefs that are holding you back from the life, relationships, and business or career you desire. I am your host, Evelyn Huynh, founder of the Evolve and Unite Coaching Institute, speaker and transformational life coach specializing in inner child and generational trauma healing. Join me each week to heal and strengthen the relationship with yourself and activate your authentic voice so that you can evolve mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and financially. What is up, you beautiful soul, and welcome back to the Evolve with Evelyn podcast. This is episode 17, and this is my sixth time recording this, so let's hope that this is the one. But shit is about to get real. It's fucking February. How the hell is it February already? Does anybody else feel like time is just going by like this? But anyways, so I've been going to, you know, the grocery stores, Target, and February is what social media and society deems as the month of love, right? You go to Target, you go to the mall, and everything is red, pink, hearts, flowers, chocolates, and for those of us who are single, sometimes it just reminds us of how fucking single we are. And then for those of us in relationships, it's like all these expectations that we have of like, we need to be showered with gifts and blah, 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 all comes up. So I feel like a lot of us, women, men, any gender, just has our own relationship and feeling when it comes to February going into February 14th and Valentine's Day and all this stuff. So what actually inspired this series, this next series, this is episode one of this, I don't even know what to call it, like Evelyn's (laughs) sad dog sick relationships. Um, We'll figure out a name. But it really inspired me to finally open up and really dig deep and share with you all the learnings, the teachings, and the events that have happened in all my toxic past relationships that have led me to where I am today and really being able to really find love within myself, right? As I shared in previous episodes, I grew up with a fuck ton of abandonment wounds, trust wounds, guilt wounds, shame wounds, neglect wounds, all the freaking wounds there is. And that really messes you up in relationships. And I had to really take a hard look at myself and heal so that I wasn't putting myself in constant or continuous constant toxic relationships. So there's four weeks in February which means that there are going to be four episodes, four solo episodes where I will be breaking down the events, the teachings, the learnings, the lessons, and the wisdom from all my past toxic relationships. And I will just tell you this, it gets crazier, it gets juicier, and it gets deeper 
each episode <laughs> because these are my four, I guess, most my four, my only four relationships that I've ever been in. And I've been single for actually five years this past January. And this was a conscious, intentional choice because your girl needed to take some time away and just focus on herself. So in today's episode, by the way, I will be changing all the names. So unless you know me from high school, chances are you're probably going to have no idea who these people are. So first up is George. George happened in high school. And this episode is really going to highlight things talking from bullying, trust issues from childhood, trust issues within friends, family relationships, you know, being really rebellious, having strict and authoritative parents, um, being cheated on, running away, topics like that. So this isn't just like, oh, I'm going to share with you my entire life story. But obviously, if you stick to the very end, there are going to be a lot of learning nuggets that you'll be able to take from and implement not only in your own life, but if you are someone like me who desires to be a parent or are currently a parent and have kids, these are things that's important for you to understand and be able to relate to your kids and just relate to other people because trust issues, all these different things that I'm going to be talking about are things that surprisingly majority of the population struggles with. So going back to George, George was my first ever relationship. Mind you, I grew up in a very, very strict, authoritative household. You know, my parents, I'm first generation, which means that the generation before me grew up in communist Vietnam, which had a complete different way of living, parenting their children. It was very, very tough. Like, I don't even know if I would be able to make it out alive if had I grown up, you know, in the conditions and in the households that my parents did. So yeah, it was really strict. I was never really allowed out. I was probably allowed out to the movies like once a month if that or once every two months I wasn't allowed to go to friends houses um, unless it was something school related so there was a lot of excuses that I would always make so long story short I started getting into this rebellious phase where I started noticing all my friends being able to do certain things dress a certain way and say certain things and then I wasn't allowed and I felt not only like an outsider but kind of like why the hell can't I do that? I should be able to do that. And this was around the time I was starting to get really bullied at school. My bullying, from what I really remember, pretty much started around grade seven. And I started dating George, I think in grade nine-ish. So think about this. At home, my parents were super strict and completely parented me in a very different way from everybody else that I was spending time with at school. And then I would go to school and I'm an outsider and people are making fun of me for the way that I look. They are calling me names. I'm fat. I'm X, Y, and Z. Now, before we get into how George and I met, which honestly actually isn't that important, but more so how the relationship unfolded, I really want to take a second and just talk about trust issues and trust wounds because nobody talks to us about this and it's something that majority of us struggle with. So this is a little bit of like education training lesson. Generational trauma, as you probably heard in previous episodes, is where we can inherit the biological residues from traumatic events in our family history. And what's important for you to know right now is that things like trust wounds, abandonment wounds can actually be inherited. So that's where we can trace it back. But let's just talk about you as a child, me as a child. 
when we come out of the womb, we need both of our parents. Mothers play a very specific role and fathers play a very specific role. So mothers are the nurturers, emotional safety. They're there to teach us how to process our emotions. Whereas fathers are there to be our protectors and teach us from right from wrong and help us develop our sense of self-worth. So when we come out of the womb, especially before the age of seven, in that zero to seven age, honestly, I'll even say between like zero to three, that connection we have with our parents is so important. It teaches us how to have relationships and connections with the outside world, with other people in our lives. So think about this. When I... In you, you can even just think about this in your own life. But when we come out of the womb and let's say we're crying for mom, we're crying for dad because we need them. We want them. But then they weren't there emotionally, mentally, physically. They were gone. So many clients that I work with now will always tell me, well, my mom, like my parents were there, but they weren't there. Because when our parents are dealing with their own shit in their own life or they're working all the time because they're trying to feed us and put food on the table, they're not going to be there. And guess what? The longer that a child cries and needs mom and dad, but they're not there, the child then learns that they cannot trust mom and dad anymore. That is where the seed of the trust wound really begins. And as we talked about generationally, that seed has can already have been present there from previous generations. So like if your parents had a lot of trust issues from their own relationships and their relationships with their parents, then I can I'm pretty confident that that seed has already been planted there. So then when you develop trust wounds with your parents, then that seed is now growing. And then fast forward, you go into school and you have friends and in my case I had this best friend she was the one person that my mom and my parents really allowed me to hang out with so she was like my everything and I guess that was also my fault you know having such deep abandonment wounds I really latched on to her and I was codependent mind you I was like 13 years old but it just felt nice to have a friend because I didn't have friends growing up and Long story short, this best friend completely betrayed me. And this is like a whole other podcast episode that we can do because this story actually comes around full circle. But I want to keep us on George right now. So I developed a lot of trust wounds because as, you know, school started and we started getting older and, you know, we developed in our own different ways she started bullying me. She turned her back on me, would talk shit about me behind my back, and a lot of other things happened. And that, I think, was like what they call, you know, the the, the nail in the coffin. I don't even know what that saying is. But it was like the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back. I officially, after that, could not trust people. It was almost like every single person in my life that I should be able to trust I couldn't anymore because they showed me and gave me every reason not to trust them. So after that, I started having a lot of wounds in my friendships and I couldn't really trust women anymore. I couldn't really trust friends in general. So that trust wound stemmed from childhood, probably even generations back, and then grown through my friendship wounds. That was what I was bringing into my relationship with George, which mind you, I was freaking young. 
So I was young. I have trust wounds. I have abandonment wounds. And I found George and he was nice and he was sweet. And I was also really hating my home life. My parents were extremely strict with me. So it's like sometimes when we are in relationships, we can get so tunnel vision, especially for me. I'm a Scorpio. So when I fall, I fall fast and hard. It's really passionate. And mind you, I'm still so young, but it was like, this is what I want. This is love because I didn't have love at home. Like my parents were there to provide for us to, you know, keep us alive. But that emotional love and connection and affection was non-existent. So of course, when I find it somewhere else, I'm going to latch onto that just the same way that I latched onto my best friend. So I latched onto this relationship and George. And because my home life was very toxic at the time, you know, always screaming and fighting with dad, they were really strict. I wasn't allowed to do anything. You know, nothing was ever good enough for them. Like school, everything was just honestly a big pile of mess. And he was my safe space. He was where I felt most comfortable and I latched on hard. So now I'm in this relationship with trust wounds and a lot of baggage, (laughs) even from just those small experiences, that baggage can still affect us. And this is why so many of us in our teenage years find ourselves in really toxic relationships because we haven't even healed. There's so much stuff that we've brought in that we don't even realize. And because our parents are trying to parent us and protect us from the world and we're not able to see that in our wounded lens, we fight back and we latch on to things that are probably unhealthy and could even be toxic and abusive. So when I latched on to this relationship, honestly, I can't remember exactly how the relationship went, but I know that this relationship was during some of the darkest moments of my life. I remember once I got into this relationship, there was rumors that were going around about me and everyone called me a whore, a fat slut. There was so much drama with this other girl at my school who thought there was just like, you know, like high school where someone might not like you and then all of a sudden they start this rumor and it's just like this blown out thing. So now I'm completely alienated at my school. I feel completely alone and all I have is George (laughs) at what I was like 15, 16. I don't even know. And those trust wounds turned me into someone who was very skeptical of a lot of things. And fast forward, I'm not exactly sure how everything will happen and the details don't really matter, but I was cheated on. And when I was cheated on, it just, it broke me because one, it was really hard for me to trust people beforehand. And then now I have my first real relationship, someone who I genuinely loved and someone who, you know, I was really good friends with his sister. I loved his mom. I loved his cousins they were always there for me like they had my back when some people were really bullying me for being in this relationship and he he was my everything so to have someone be your everything at such a young age and then have them cheat on you it really anchors in this belief I'm not good enough I will always get cheated on men are shit men are trash I'm unlovable all these different thoughts and beliefs that go on in our heads. So for any of my 
parents that are listening or any of you who desire to be parents and have kids in the future, couple of lesson learnings that I want to share with you, which is this is also a message to me and how I'm choosing and will be choosing to, you know, parent my kid and the kind of relationship I want to have with them is to just be very open and honest. I think so often as parents, you know, and I'm speaking because I work with a lot of moms, there's this like connotation that parents always have to have it together. Like, of course, you're the role model and you're who your kids have to look up to. But at the same time, when you really think about it, kids, yes, they need discipline and they need a role model, but they need a role model, someone that they can model. So if you are closing yourself off from deeply connecting with your child, from being vulnerable with them, from sharing with you the depths of what you're actually feeling and trying to pretend like you have everything under control and everything's okay, even though they know that you're not, you don't have everything control and everything's not okay, it's going to cause a disconnect between you and your child. That relationship will not have the opportunity to continue he- like to heal and to strengthen, right? I had such a disconnected relationship with my parents at this time. I was not emotionally connected with them. It was really rough. I had nowhere to go through, go to. So then I had to seek that love, affection, connection elsewhere, outside of me. And this is why so many children run away. And sometimes... In unfortunate cases, they meet really toxic, manipulative, abusive people in parties, online, through friends, and trauma bonds are a real thing. But when you are able to have that open and honest conversation or relationship with your child, they'll make you their safe place. They'll find that connection and affection from you. And even if they find themselves in these not so great relationships, there's still that foundation of love and support that they have with you. I don't know if you know this, but I believe the statistics are one in three runaways end up being trafficking victims. And I ran away one time and I could have easily been a trafficking victim because of how hard it was at home, how disconnected I was with from, from my parents and from my family. And so I vowed I am never going to ever put my child or my children in a place where they feel like they need to run away from me. Because I'll be damned if I ever let my child or my children be a human tra- trafficking statistic. So yes, We can be young, dumb, and in love, but when you really boil down those young, dumb relationships, there's core things that are, that have been there and stem from generations back, childhood, things like trust wounds, things like abandonment wounds. And so if we as parents can prevent those trust wounds from getting bigger, helping our children learn how to trust us and helping them heal those abandonment wounds or never even allowing time for those abandonment wounds or trust wounds to fester, our children are going to have such healthier relationships and boundaries in their life as they grow up. This is what generational healing is all about. This is what 
generational wealth building is all about, right? We talk about wealth building being money and finances, but building generational wealth is also passing down healthy communication skills, emotional intelligence, you know, not passing down abandonment wounds, but tra- passing down strength and confidence and, and self-worth and all these positive things that actually help our future generations grow and thrive and not struggle the same way that we did. So with that being said, this concludes this episode. I didn't really have much of a plan for it. I just kind of wrote some notes down and then just started talking. So I hope that you enjoyed this. Please let me know what your thoughts are. I'd love to hear from you. You can tag me on your story, share this episode, or leave a review in iTunes and I'd be forever grateful. So I love you. Just a heads up that my Building Generational Wealth four-week intensive to create your legacy is officially open for enrollment. We start on February 22nd and it's all things building generational wealth, everything that I just talked about, and as well as also generational healing. So if you're interested, just click the link down below and I would love to see you inside. But without further ado, I just want to say thank you so much for all the love and support and for tuning in every Thursday. And I will catch your beautiful face next Thursday in another episode in this series. (laughs) I love you. I hope you have an amazing day and I'll talk to you soon.